We're back at 8.35 here on the Saturday Sportswire, KTGR and KTGR.com. We go out now to the KTGR hotline to bring on my good friend uh, and a very hard worker these days, Eric Blum from the Columbia Daily Tribune. He's hanging out to joining us from Texas today where he's been spending the the 4th of July holiday. So, Eric, my friend, I know this is a kind of rare vacation time for you, so we, we appreciate you spending a few minutes to to uh, come on the show. How have things been? How's your summer? Summer's been good, you know. Uh, always, always happy to, to join my friends at KTGR. But uh, you know, summer's been good. Just trying to, you know, get a lot of work stuff done. But you know, this past week has been a vacation with my father and my dog uh, in the. Uh, I, I call it Arlington before I call it Dallas or Fort Worth. Seeing a few Ranger games, uh, going nice. to a few pro wrestling shows, you know, uh, and really just having an overall relaxing time, eating some barbecue and really in a city this big and Columbia actually has it really well for a city of its size. But when you go to a city, the size of Dallas and Fort Worth, every ethnic cuisine is there. So to get to try some sushi, then some Indian, it's it's been great. I mean, you can't really complain about Texas barbecue on the fourth and going to baseball games. I, I don't know what's, I don't know what's up any, any more American than that, Eric. Uh, you can, you can find his work. He is at mm-hmm. by Eric Blum on Twitter and uh, he is doing basically everything now, covering uh, Mizzou athletics in a, in a very wide variety of, of topics. And so I figured you would be the perfect guy to come on and just sort of recap what we've seen so far this summer. Because while, I mean, there's always the, that lingering buzz about expectations for the coming season. I just feel like in the summer, people are, are on vacation. They're doing other stuff. They're not really thinking about it because this is sort of the dead time in, in college athletics. But there's still always stuff going behind the scenes. So where I figured I'll start is on the Mizzou football side, where I know you sat down with Barry Odom a couple weeks ago and just sort of got the, the state of the state of the program, how things are going in this offseason. I mean, what, are, what are the biggest takeaways just that Mizzou fans should know about as we've got I know, you know, a little more than, it's about, what, a month and a half until week one against uh, Wyoming? Because I know there's been a lot of things in the works, just, I mean, outside the immediate just whole recruiting and new facilities angle. Yeah, uh, I think the biggest thing is obviously the NCAA sanctions that you know everybody wants to know about. And there's no update yet, and you know my, my prediction has been that we're going to hear August 20th. Uh, it, I just, I just, don't, I think the NCAA, as you know, individual as it sometimes is, understands that the the scope of the season that they cannot go into that road trip in Laramie, Wyoming, with the game August 31st, not knowing what the end of their season might look like. The other 100, I guess 131 or 130 Division One teams will know, but Missouri won't, um, and that's just not fair. Um, I've always kind of expected it to come down between August 2nd, the first day of pads, and August 31st. So nothing's new on that front, uh, and there's actually been not as big of a ripple effect as some of us kind of thought there would be. One player's in the transfer portal still. That's Terry Petrie, who got some time in the secondary last season for them. Uh, but he's not moving away because of the sanctions from what I've heard from Barry and what he was able to tell. It sounds like a, a personal reason, not, not uh, well, I'm, I'm not going to, not even a playing time reason, to be completely honest. Not anything having to do with this upcoming season. Uh, I don't expect that number to stay at just one throughout the rest of this upcoming season. But after such a huge shift like that and the programs that were interested to have one player that's seeking to leave is a good thing. Um, you know, and every freshman is now on campus. And I think now for the class of 2020 there, after the commitment of Will Norris yesterday from Rockbridge, uh, I think they're at 12 now in the 2020 class, which to be honest is a great number heading into 
you know, August when the really the landslide begins of all the big dominoes fall. Uh, just they just got to keep them until December now. That's that's the big thing on the on the Mizzou on the Mizzou trail. Uh, you know, so many juniors committed early this year, and I think that Barry and his staff are finally figuring out kind of their their rhythm of how they're going to get the guy, the big guys in state on campus and get them to commit to this program. Again, he is Eric Blum from the Columbia Daily Tribune, writing about all things Mizzou, and he joins us now on the Saturday Sports Wire here at eight thirty nine. And and so you mentioned that, and on the recruiting side, it has been made very obvious that that is the biggest desire for the, this coaching staff is to get the best guys in, in the area. And you, from your time, I know you, you started at the Trib and you were doing a lot of the prep stuff, so I feel like you're the perfect guy to talk about this because you know just the scene so well, of, especially for high school football and all these prep guys. So and before we, you know, obviously I'll ask too about the just overall what, we, what we're going to expect this fall and, and guys to look out for from a college perspective. But as far as Mizzou goes, I mean, you look at, and we, we saw the news, like you mentioned, of Will Norris yesterday. There's a couple other local guys. I know they have their radar on pretty pretty heavily who they still want to get. But, I mean, of, of the guys that so far have committed that are in the area, whether it's Columbia, St. Louis, I mean, who are you looking at that is, that is going to be the biggest impact as far as being able to come in day one and right away living up to some of those expectations that I know the coaching staff has, has tried to set up pretty highly. I mean, they've said all along, we want the, you know, it's not just, on paper recruiting Missouri guys, like we want guys that are going to be able to play and give us a lot of production year one as freshmen. Well, you got to look, I think you got to look at where they're losing this upcoming year. And I think that the biggest one, not only just because of his rating has got to be Antonio Doyle from Lutheran North. I think that that's a guy who had an Alabama offer an LSU offer and he came to Missouri. And I look at Kevon Billingsley from a St. Louis, as well as a guy like that, just because of what, is that will not be on the team in 2021. So I look at guys like two guys like that as guys who kind of can lead the pack. I think there's going to be because of his last name, some expectations on the Kirkwood wide receiver, Jay Macklin. Uh, you know, obviously there's a, there's a big shuffle now of quarterbacks behind Kelly Bryant. So we'll see what Brady cook from Chaminade can do, but I, I don't think there's a guy on the list. that's like, well, I can see him being kind of a dud. There's, there's not that right. Guy. Right. You know, it, 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 it's just, as of right now, the guys where the depth is going to be a little short going into next season, I think have the best shot. And I think that also the guys that this uh, the staff just had to have, like an Antonio Doyle, is going to be huge. I think Will Norris going from Rockbridge, I think this. that's why I think senior seasons are going to be really important, even though they haven't committed. Will can be a great player for the Tigers, no doubt about it. But But is he that guy who can come in right now and take over for Kel Garrett, I don't know. You know, I think that that kind of might be his proving ground coming in to a senior season with Rockbridge has a ton of great teams on the schedule. And if Will Norris can just take over games, I think that, that will, that'll take care of itself. And so speaking of, right, you have, you go into a lot of guys' senior seasons and there are some really top prospects who have not committed yet. And, and even, I mean, just guys that are going to be upperclassmen as well. I know from, and you and I have both t- covered a lot of Rockbridge. I, I mean, Jalen Logan yeah. Redding, I know, is he's probably, is he, it's fair to say, is he kind of on the top of the list right now of, of at least mid-Missouri guys as far as D1 interest? I know he has a Missouri offer, and, and a lot of other teams have, have expressed interest in him. I know Missouri made his final, what, four or five teams, so seems like he, yeah. and there are some other guys too in, in that mix as well. Yeah, uh, the top three were kind of regarded as Jalen Logan Redding at one. His dad played at Mizzou. Uh, Michael Logan, and then late 80s, uh, his top four of Mizzou, Texas, Kansas, and Oklahoma State. 
Uh, he's kind of, he's kind of regarded as, as you know the the big prize of the Mid Missouri area. Uh, but I cannot forget about kind of the guy who was kind of second in that the Tolden offensive lineman Monroe Mills, who also has a Mizzou offer. I know pick, just picked up an Indiana offer. He had good conversations with Kansas and Les Miles out there. Uh, I, I think that you know they're both you know going to maybe try and wrap it up before the end of the season, uh, before the start of the high school season. I apologize for that, which actually happens to be the same weekend as the Wyoming game. Uh, they pushed it back a year. Michigan did this year. So it's not the week before, it's the week of uh, they, where the schedules line up. Um, I'm not sure about, you know, where any of them are leaning. You know, I, I talked to Jalen a couple of weeks ago, uh, and he seems very high on all four. That's why they're their top four. And that he cut Notre Dame and Iowa State during that list. Uh, I didn't get a sense of where he's going. I think that, you know, it's obviously a dead period with the NCAA right now, but I think that once August hits, you know, I think that, it's going to be a mad dash to get both of their signatures. Uh, two kids who are both larger than life, obviously, you know, two kids who are huge, can pl- have played multiple sports and really would be solid additions, not just only as people, but because they know the program, they've been around this atmosphere growing up in Columbia. But, you know, I think that they're both impact players at the collegiate level because they've shown that they have an ability to lead their high school teams. You know, it's not often that you have a team full of seniors like Rockbridge and Tolton did both last year. And yet they're looking to a junior to be a, be a captain, which actually was the case with both Will Norris and Jalen Logan Redding, and then uh, Mon- but Monroe Mills over at Tolton as well. So yeah, two really good kids there, and that yeah, that's that's the big top three. And now a lot of people consider, I guess, the bronze medal, uh, but. Will obviously has gold medal potential uh, with Will Norris going to, going to Mizzou. Yeah, no, it, and it makes for what is going to be uh, just in the high school season itself very interesting with all these guys getting ready to move on to the next level. Again, we're speaking about it with Eric Blum here on the Saturday Sports Wire at eight forty-five. Again, follow him at by Eric Blum. He does a lot of great work for the Columbia Daily Tribune and has all the past experience covering the uh, the prep speed. I guess while we're talking about that, even though I mean you're, you're mostly focused on. You're doing a little bit of everything, but obviously once we get to fall, it's going to be heavy uh, Mizzou stuff. Just in general, I, I yeah. mean, what are your, uh, while we're here in, in July, and I mean, I, I'd imagine we're not really going to talk about it much until we actually get to the start of high school football. I mean, I feel like the outlook is really interesting this year compared to some past years where, I mean, you have a kind of a unique setup at battle with the new coach. You have Hickman continuing the rebuild. Seems like they've continued to, to get better uh, and, and just continuing to show promise. Rockbridge seems to be uh, in a pretty solid place again, and, and Tolton also on the up and up. So what uh, what are your biggest expectations just as a whole here for, for the high school season? Because it seems like there's a lot to be excited about. Yeah, it's it's very open-ended. I'll put it like that. There was a lot of buzz behind Hickman last year, obviously with Cedric kind of the, the golden child coming back home. Uh, Conyers having a great senior squad at Battle, and Chad entering the... Uh, Triple A conference at Tolton, and then obviously having Nate and Martez at Rockbridge, the two best players in the area last year. Uh, it seems like that's kind of evened out this year. You know, even though Rockbridge still has those great players, not to mention their quarterback Grant Hazacek, who is get a, probably going to be a D one guy too uh, when it's all said and done. Um, but then you also have the new head coaches, two former Mizzou players, and Atia Ellison at Battle and Michael Agnew at Tolton. I think the biggest story, I think, going into this, this season is now going to be because Connors was such a constant in the football scene here. You know, even as a high school player at Hickman, then he was, I think, the defensive coordinator at Rockbridge for nine seasons before getting the battle job in 13. He's still in Boone County, but I think him not being a head coach in the city 
at a CPS school, to be completely honest, it's going to take some adjusting to for, for local football fans. And just not having that constant and Justin Kinder's there because he gave the Spartans program so much success. I, I think how quickly can they transition with another head coach like a Tia Ellison, regardless of if he was on their staff or not, how quickly that transition takes place. And I think, you know, a lot of that's going to be placed on his shoulders and he kept a lot of that staff intact. I know that, uh, you know, that their D coordinator, uh, I think his name is Nick Reichert off the top of my head, uh, staying the same. I know that a couple people went to Hallsville with Justin Conyers, but, um, it, that's going to be where my, I think the biggest story going into this fall is going to be is how quickly does a school the size of battle continue winning district championships? Does that happen if, you know, Connors is no longer there? They have the talent. It's just a matter yeah. of that execution. And if you, yeah, you have a Tia Ellison and Michael Egan, both with uh, NFL experience as well, and now first-year coaches. So that is going to be very uh, interesting to see how that plays out. We're speaking with Eric Blum here. 848 on the Saturday Sports Wire uh, from the Columbia Daily Tribune. Eric joins us on his little July 4th getaway uh, in, in the lovely state of Texas. So I know you've also have been covering uh, Mizzou hoops in this offseason. And, I mean, mostly quiet outside of, of course, the, the, big, the big story from uh, an alum standpoint, I guess, was John T. Porter. I just, I mean, such an unfortunate couple of months for really the, the whole Porter family. I mean, you have John T. He goes undrafted. I know you were kind of covering that, that, that whole thing. And then... Uh, obviously after the, uh, the re-injury for him. And there was obviously some buzz about what he signed with, uh, the reports he was signing with Portland. He said that wasn't happening. What, I mean, what stood out to you the most about th- this whole summer here? Uh, I, I, we won't get into MPJ too much because I don't know that there's really, sure. there's really not much else to say. Obviously, we, we kind of just heard about that injury, and I, I, you can't really say much since uh, the teams basically said, well, it's, it's minor, and he'll, you know, they're just holding it out to be uh, precautionary. But from Jonte specifically, I mean, what, uh, what to you stood out the most about everything that, that's happened and your coverage of that over the past month or month and a half here? I think it's something that's kind of gone wrong when you saw these two players are completely unrelated, but when a guy who was a projected first-round pick in Bowl Bowl from Oregon, and he, every expert's like, there's no way he falls past 30. And no team had even buzzed about him until there was even in contention until we got to 35 on draft night. I, I was like, uh-oh. Because by every measure, Bowl was a higher-rated prospect than Jonte. So when Bull goes, I think, 44 to the Nuggets, where actually I think he'll be teammates with MPJ now, uh, it's like, how far is John Day going to slip? And then it's like a guy with his potential um, just seems like he's a perfect late second-round draft pick, a guy who can stock, maybe put some feelers into, but if he gets healthy, could be a great player off the bench in year two and then maybe start starting year three in the NBA. Uh and yet maybe some of those injury concerns were way more than what anyone ever reported. Just because if you're not considering a guy like that and a guy, I think what, two weeks after the draft still has not signed a contract. I'm sure there's offers out there, but still has not put the dotted line on. I think that that it's, it's a little bit, it's, it's obviously concerning, you know, why hasn't a player of his caliber been able to do that yet? You know, and it's really a setback and a really a tough thing for him because even dating back to his high school days at Tolton, he was the Porter was kind of healthy. You know, he obviously MPJ, uh, his injury troubles have been well documented. And I have to, I don't have to get into that, but you know, and obviously, you know, going on on the female side with Sierra obviously retiring and then coming back to the Mizzou women's team as well. Uh, it's it's been a tough go for them, but you know they've shown to be resilient. Uh, you know, working hard, getting back. 
but yet I just it's it's got to be a tough thing for Jonte, you know, because he's just always been kind of trying to prove himself, trying to get out of that. I guess his bigger older brother's shadow, but yet he kind of he found a way to do that uh, during his freshman year at Mizzou. But it's just been injury setback since, and I think this latest setback it's a tough pill to swallow because this is the time when you really get to shine, and I think that it's just it, it, it's just a bad experience for him because. He thought he'd be picked by now. He would have this part of his life settled, and yet we're still a pretty far distance from draft night where there's some, the summer league started last night. I don't know if you saw the, 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 the hustle from Zion where he absolutely dunked it on a guy last night with the Pelicans, and that that's going to be – those highlights going to be rolling in with those high draft picks. Right, yeah, no doubt. If Jonte's healthy, he would be one of those guys you'd see. So it's got to be a tough pill for him, him and that family to swallow as of right now. Yeah, exactly. And it's certainly going to be interesting just to see what, yeah, where he ends up going, what happens for the rest of the summer for him. Uh, always good stuff talking here with uh, Eric Blum, our good friend from the Columbia Daily Tribune. Again, find his work at by Eric Blum on Twitter. He is going to be extremely busy coming up uh, this this fall. So Eric, thank you so much for taking a few minutes out of your. Uh, your fourth weekend celebrations to join us here. Great insight, and I feel like, uh, yeah, for folks who've just been sitting back and kind of hanging out, they now know much more about what to expect this uh, this fall and winter. So thank you so much, man. Hey, no problem. Anytime. Happy to help.